of Centralia, Center for Positive Living in Zoomland this morning. And we'll start this day with the daily word. And the word for today is let go, let God. The affirmation is I bravely release outworn behaviors and embrace my bright, brilliant future. Holding on to what no longer serves me because it is familiar and I've grown accustomed to it may stall my growth. I evolve much more quickly when I trust my guidance and release old patterns and behaviors. In my heart, I know that when I move away from a dysfunctional relationship, a negative attitude, or unhealthy way of living, I move towards something greater, peace, safety, harmony, freedom, and fulfillment. I let go of anxiety or fear and open myself to happiness and security. I breathe in freedom. My heart becomes buoyant and my steps lighter. I set my intention today to release anything I have been fearful of letting go so that I can confidently move forward, open to infinite good. And from Matthew 18, 18, truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. And we will sing our first song, Surely the Presence, as uh, Linda and Dallas lead us. So that's where you are. statement together. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life, God the good. Our welcoming song today is Love Cover Me. And Dallas and Linda will lead us in this. Here's me. Thank you. 
church and out of the church so um, if you want to turn on your gallery view those of you who are zooming and those of you who are in church grab somebody give them a shake or a hug and we'll just spend a minute saying hi to everybody dallas and linda that rocked we we will we will hear that song again that was fantastic yeah that is true. Morning, everyone. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Johnny. 
Hi, Eileen. Hi, Fred. Hi. Hi, Joanne. Hang on. Uh, uh, let's I'm, see. I'm on my phone and on the computer because I don't have sound on the computer, but I got to do the slides so I can hear you from my phone. <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. So it's a complicated morning. That was that was a great <laughs> handoff, Johnny and Joanne. Okay, say hello. Hi. Hello, hello everybody. Hey, everybody, Garden Room. Hey there. <laughs> They can hear us. Yeah. They can hear you. It's kind of yeah. like a party. Okay then. Um, so next we will share announcements. And uh, today is the fourth Sunday, which means at two o'clock the medicine wheel teaching is at Bear Raven here in Winlock, and at three o'clock. Uh, Circle America is happening online, 3 to 4.30, and it is the continuing discussion of CAST. So uh, if you need information about that, it's in your email. And yeah, uh, <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't remind you all that we need readers, right? two in March and three in April. So if that feels uh, like your calling, just let me know. And what other announcements do you all have? None? Okay, then I guess we're good. So Next, then, we will say our unity statement together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And next is our song of joy. And uh, we're going to be visiting Karen Drucker today, one of our favorites. And this is called God is My Source. Go. This is a stand up and dance song. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. So um, today our reading is going to be given by Tom, and that is next. Greetings. So this is from uh, the book Joanne lent me, The Message Guide to Being Human by L.D. Thompson. We're going to start with a quote. Love is a deeply still beingness. It is magnetic and coherent. And that's by Solano. Many believe that love is an outward moving energy, but that is a misunderstanding. Love is still and regenerative. It grows from the deep recognition that one's being is essential in the universe. You're taught that love is an emotion that defines your relationship to others. You are taught further that love is sacrifice and possession. As a result, you probably believe that if you love everyone and everything, you will be rendered impossibly vulnerable and ineffective in the world. <clears throat> it is not so. You experience a bridge time as you move into the beingness of love. In the bridge time, you experience vulnerabilities. There are moments when you feel a fear of love. Sometimes you feel that to achieve what you want to achieve, you have to express reproach, disapproval, anger, or judgment. You do not know always how to express yourself, remain in your center, and still be loving. Some moments are graceless. You struggle to engage a new way of being, dwelling in the frequency of love. Yet in the cusp time, most people still use such tools as intimidation, humiliation, and contraction. However, the two ways of being simply cannot coexist. They cannot. When they begin to jockey for position in your life, there are times when you struggle to be loving, and yet you express yourself in ways that are not loving. But never fear. Ultimately, the ease and grace that come with inhabiting love become more compelling and the old ways fall away. If you attempt to inhabit love and you experience fear, the stakes are raised immeasurably in terms of what you have to gain. Your soul in such a moment is calling you to your most advanced lessons. In that moment, you have the opportunity to move from one level of understanding to another. In such a moment, the most potent tool you have is stillness. Mm, stillness. Thank you, Tom. Stillness. Can't beat it. Huh? Our meditation song today is I Will Surrender. And oh. And this is a time for stillness. Thank you, yeah. Tom. So take a nice deep breath. I will surrender to my greatest
Thank you. Such, Thank a, great you. Such a great song. Whoa. Did I just echo? Okay. Anyway, also a great compliment to our daily word. Thank you so much. And now it's time for our affirmations. And we will say those together. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace, knowing that everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. <clears throat> Today, oh, well, okay. The traditional Lord's Prayer is flashed up there, so let us say that. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Leave us not in temptation, but deliver us from error. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we will sing the Alleluia. <laughs> different speaker each Sunday of the month and today on the fourth Sunday it is our joy to hear from Eileen Selleck and so Eileen welcome. Good morning beautiful people how we doing? All right we got some nods out there all right um so for starters today I have this gift I got from a friend of mine for Christmas and you probably can't read that but um it is everyday inspiration, 80 Bible verse cards and interpretations. And she got it for me thinking that I could use it as inspiration for my Sunday talks. And I haven't figured out yet quite how to do that, but I did pull one this morning and it was out of the forgiveness section dun, dun, and it was the very first one. And it says, those who heed instruction are on the way to life, but those who ignore correction lose their way. And this is Proverbs 10, 17. Just wanted to share that. It says the good news, remaining steadfast and dedicated in your faith, allows you to lead by example. You must be open to direction from God in order to continue being an inspiration for others, which actually does kind of lead into what we're going to talk about today. So um, we're in Lent now, people, in case you didn't know, we are now in the Lenten season. And I happen to really like the Lenten season. So as many of you know, I have a new teaching position at this year at St. Joseph Catholic School. And in many ways, it's kind of reconnected me with my Catholic roots. Um, if you were here for my first talk, you would know that I was born to be Catholic. It didn't work out that way, but that was the plan of my family. Um, having 
grown up with Catholic parents that came from strong Catholic households. Um, however, life circumstances just didn't lead that way. If life had been a little bit different, I might be kneeling uh, in a mass right now, but instead I am here talking to all y'all. And to be honest, I think that either way, my soul would be happy. This just happens to be the path that I've landed on. What unity has provided for me um, may be a different path, uh, but I kind of tend to look at it as more of seeing the path from a different view. All right. So I started long ago to look at the similarities in faiths rather than trying to focus on the differences, uh, because there are so many similarities in the, um, the different faiths that are out there, the different religions in our world. And in looking at the Lenten season, I found that there are some similarities in the messaging between unity and Catholicism. Out of a curiosity, I had ordered, you know, I love my books, right? So I had ordered the Lenten Companion, and this is from um, the Ascension, uh, Ascension Press. I've also bought some other things from them to have in my classroom, and I really like the way they're put together. Um, but I bought this particular book to kind of go along with my Lenten path this year um, as an accompaniment to, of course, my Keep a True Lent and the Renew, Release and Renew, which this is the old one. This is the 2022 because I ordered my 2023 and it hasn't gotten here yet. It has not arrived in my mailbox. I got a late start on that. I thought that uh, Ash Wednesday was a whole week later than it really was. My bad. So I ordered it and I have the collection of books, as you can tell here on my table, along with my three Bibles that I like to consult as long as I am consulting things. So. The introduction of the Ascension Lenten Companion reads as follows. The church gives us Lent as a time of personal renewal and spiritual growth. But for many Catholics, the experience of Lent is compromised from the very beginning. Far too often, we make our experience of Lent more about us than about Jesus. In other words, we make it about what we are giving up rather than deepening our relationship with the Lord. Every Ash Wednesday, we hear these words from the prophet Joel, rend your hearts, not your garments, and return them to the Lord your God, Joel chapter 2, verse 13. God wants our hearts more than anything else. The purpose of Lenten penance is to dispose us to our more vibrant relationship with God, a more generous self-gift to others, and a more open receptivity to God's will. It is in the dynamics of an authentic relationship that we experience personal renewal and spiritual growth. Lent then can be a season of transformation. With the exception of some references to the church, Catholics specifically, and the use of the word penance, much of it sounds pretty unity to me. I mean, the reality, the messaging is pretty much the same. Over the years, I've often heard unity speakers talk of the spiritual, spiritually transforming season of Lent, the renewal and the spiritual growth. And these are all things that are mentioned in this book from the Ascension Press. The intention of this season is the same, whether you are a student of unity, a devout Catholic, or any other Christian faith. The practice of reading scripture and reflecting is similar for both Catholics and Unity students. I see them as the same path, but simply very different views of the path. At times it seems as if we in Unity feel we have a corner on the market of spiritual growth. Sorry, not the case. We may sneer at the dogma of other faiths and begin to delude ourselves into believing that our path is a superior path. It is not a superior path. It is one of many beautiful paths, or it's the same path with a different view. Please allow me to gently remind you, my friends, that each of us milling around in this existence are seeking connection and deeper meaning. And all paths are views leading to a relationship with the divine, are paths worth honoring and recognizing for what they are, and that's relationship with God.
Now, as I mentioned, my view is that of a Unity student with some pretty good Catholic roots. And as a student of Unity, Keep a True Lent is my companion during this season of renewal at least until I receive my copy of this year's release and renew because I really like those. I saw the one sitting on the desk in the office yesterday and I almost snagged it, but I wasn't sure if somebody was gonna need it today at, this, at the church, so I didn't take it to borrow. But know that it was there, the temptation was there to take it. In the foreword of Keep It True Lent, written by Georgiana Tree West, it is stated that Jesus revealed that fasting like prayer is a matter between man and his maker. Fasting is a key component of the Lenten season. Not only is the idea of fasting important, the time period is as well. Lent is a 40-day season after all. The ancient Hebrew writers made a practice of using numbers to symbolize ideas. And this is a continuation from Keep It True Lent, in case you're not familiar. 40 in their minds was a four square, number suggesting the idea of a foundation for something to follow, an idea of completeness. So the number 40 is frequently used in the scriptures to indicate a completed preparation for something to follow. When we consider Lent as a well-rounded or completed season of retreat from the things of the world for the cleansing of the mind and the recollection of the things of spirit, it becomes a true season of preparation for the glorious Eastertide, a preparation for the resurrection of the mind from the darkness of its sins, doubts, and false beliefs into the light of understanding. West points out that Moses, Elijah, and Jesus all observed a 40-day period of fasting as preparation for spiritual work. Moses received the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai at the conclusion of his fast. Elijah talked with God on Mount Horeb at the conclusion of his period of prayer and fasting. And Jesus began his great spiritual ministry at the close of his fast in the wilderness. Many non-unity people in my life have talked about what they Dogs is my sorry. Um, so a lot of people talk about what it is that they're fasting from. I actually heard about it at mass this week. The deacon laughed about how, you know, people might give up chocolate and things. And that is one of the most prominent things I hear about is I'm giving up chocolate or I'm fasting from social media or I'm giving up coffee. And these are those earthly things that people have a tendency to think about. They're looking only at the sacrifice as somehow pleasing God with their willingness to let go of something in their lives. But as a Unity student, I recognize the need to view this season with more intention, to recognize that what I let go of, I let go with a purpose. And that purpose is not to appease God and find favor. As a child of God, I have that already. I don't need to seek it. You all know how much I like my Unity booklets, so I'm going to mention yet again, my favorite tend to be the ones that accompany Advent and Lent, particularly the Lent ones. I have them all right here for the last three years. I like the way that they have something that I can let go of and something that I can hold on to. To spend one day in the practice of releasing some barrier to my connection with the divine, and then the following day, renewing that connection. And this is where the transformation comes in, by opening ourselves to the divine. So it is important that we honor this time. We take the time to release that which may interfere with our connection to the divine, renewing our spirits as we move toward our own resurrection of the mind from the darkness of sins, doubts, and false beliefs, and into the light of understanding, the beautiful rebirth of our Christ light. And with that, short but sweet, ladies and gentlemen, please join me as we open ourselves to the vine through the 40-day Lenten season. And I am going to, since I don't have my 2023 yet, I'm going to share with you the release and renew 
statements from 2021. So join me please, quietly, settle in, eyes closed, and join me in these denials and affirmations. I release any belief in limitation. I renew my sense of possibility. I release a habit of judging others. And I renew my commitment to see the divine in all beings. I release all doubt and indecision. I renew my divine power of wisdom. I release negative thinking. I renew my positive expectations. I release discontent and renew my gratitude in all things. I release apathy. I renew my zeal and enthusiasm. I release the fear of lack. I renew my awareness of abundance in my life. I release any sense of worry. I renew my faith in divine order. I release thoughts of competition and I renew my willingness to cooperate. I release any need to complain. I renew my outlook through appreciation. I release old feelings of bitterness. I renew inner peace by forgiving. I release feeling stuck. I renew my will to take the next step forward. I release any feelings of hostility and I renew my practice of non-resistance. I release thoughts of illness. I renew my openness to the healing power of spirit. I release anger and renew my patience. I release any sense of discouragement. I renew my hope with the power of affirmative prayer. I release my darkest fears. I renew the strength and courage of my heart. I release feelings of loneliness. I renew my connection with spirit, self, and others. I release problems that seem to overwhelm me. I renew my understanding of my spiritual nature. And I release the shadows of sorrow as I renew myself in the serenity of silence. And take that moment of silence. And when you're ready, rejoin us on this journey. Thank you. Thank you, Eileen. <clears throat> Yes, we're, we're just in the, in actually the beginning, the, the first, um, the first week. So we have much time yet to think about all you shared with us and thank you so much. So it is time for our offering. And we want to thank everyone who's donated to Unity by Mail. And we continue to appreciate your checks that are sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531. And the website donation page is also available if that's more convenient for you. And in addition to your treasure, we want to thank everyone for your gifts of your time and talent as well. Let's say our offering prayer together as we hold our offerings in our hands and hearts. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies 
all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And our blessing of thanks, we bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And now it's time for our healing prayer. If you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, speak out their name or hold them quietly in your hearts. Uh, we have had requests for ongoing prayers for the people and animals in our world who've been displaced by war and natural disasters. Prayers for members of our communities who are dealing with providing the basic human needs while living without a home. Uh, we continue to pray for Vern and Dixie and John. And what other prayers would you like us to offer up? You know, if everyone could please Pray for my son, Chris, he injured his head at work. And then again at home, I've been up in carnation caring for him for a week, but I would appreciate prayers for him. By comparison, it sounds kind of silly, but my mom has got one heck of a chest cold and I'd like her to be able to attend her brother's funeral this coming Friday. So if we could have some healing that way, that'd be awesome. All right, so we will remember Johnny's son and Eileen's mother, in addition to all the people that you are thinking of now and holding silently in your hearts. And beloved mother, father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And next we will say our prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And it is time for our peace song. And those of you in church can um, circle up and the rest of us will do a big virtual join up here. And while we're getting ready, I'd like to thank Eileen for speaking, Dallas and Linda for the music, Tom for the reading, Johnny and Joanne for the slides. And next week, our speaker will be Dr. Daria Funches. So please join us then. And here we go with the peace song.
<laughs> Yahoo. Thank you, everybody. Yahoo to you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Chat it up. Or Ooh, whatever. We, we made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> Thanks for taking over for me, Joanne. I appreciate yeah. it. I still hey, John, have on the computer, so I've got to do my 